Hi, Alex. Hi, Natalie. Guess what? What? Welcome to the Do Weekly Podcast, a weekly challenge podcast for small business owners. By small business owners. My name is Mix Meg. My name's Alex. My name's Natalie. No, it's not. I'm glad we're not talking really fast anymore. That's about as fast as I can talk. And my name is too, Natalie. It is? Yes. Huh, that's a revelation. Anyway. What did you think my name was? Tanya. <laughs> so, welcome back to you and to myself. The holidays kind of chewed us up and spit us out, right? They did, sure. I had a great holiday. The problem with the holidays is you can't postpone them. They're coming whether you're ready or not. Sounds like you're talking about WordPress. Like, <laughs> like a WordPress 5.0 release. For those of you who may not know what WordPress is, just know that lots of us have been frustrated. There's <laughs> over... a lot of drama. There, there's, a, there's a lot of drama there. Anyway, it's an inside joke. Anyways. Anyway. Here we are. Face-to-face podcasting. In, in our fancy podcasting studio. Fancy podcasting studio. So... I, I recently took a trip through the South. Yes. Through New Orleans, Alabama, Florida, Georgia. Florida. Florida, orange juice. I passed by a number of co working spaces that have podcasting booths. Oh, like as specific, part of the place. Yeah, as part of the, part of the place. Like very specifically designed rooms for doing podcasts. Very interesting. Which I think is a good idea. I would Yeah, you better tell Cross Campus. I think I'm gonna recommend that to Cross Campus. I think that's a good idea, like to have like one dedicated room for podcasting. Yeah. I think that would be a good idea. Cause, you know, sometimes we've recorded there and it's just fine, I think. Um, mm, the rooms are very noisy. There's a lot of fans going on. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting, but uh, I ate all the southern fried foods. Everything. Everything that you can fry and you could expect to have at a fair, I ate it. Yeah, you can, you can fry anything. You can fry anything. If you can fry a shoe, well, I'll eat it. Probably make it delicious. Make it delicious and delectable. So, anyway, I'm back and I feel like I'm ready for action. All right. Well, did you do last week's challenge? Last week's challenge, for those who may not know, may not remember, was to reach out to a local chamber of commerce and basically see what programs they had or or see if it was going to be something of interest that you might want to join. It wasn't specifically to join one, but it it would be to see what sorts of... Look into it. See if there's any programs that you think might be useful to your business. So I did. And I looked at three different chambers because I was planning on joining three of them. I got around to talking to one chamber. Okay. And I joined because they made it easy to do online. It was 95 nice. bucks for the year. Nice. And I think that one is, I, I think that's pretty darn cool. The other one that is in my hometown, which I live in a very small town uh, relative to all the other cities that I'm surrounded by here yeah. <laughs> in, in California. So I live in a town called Sierra Madre. It's a very tiny 
town right next to the mountains. It's a beautiful little place. They've got a chamber of commerce. They're just a little sleepy. So they're not, they're not great <laughs> it's about they, It's a little sleepy chamber of commerce. Uh, I went to visit it. No one was there. I sent an email. No one's gotten back to me yet. So, hmm. uh, so if anyone from the Sierra Madre chamber of commerce is listening, <laughs> please get back to me. The other chamber I was looking at was Pasadena. I just didn't get around to reaching out or visiting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the one that I joined was uh, is called Altadena. I was able to talk to them. I've actually heard that's yeah. a really good one. Yeah, it sounds like it. Like the the chamber. And I know like, the woman who runs it. They're they're on top of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there was a gentleman I spoke to there in. They're, they're on top of it. They they seem active, which which is great. So. The things that I asked about were, you know, like, what sort of committees do you have? Like, uh, do, you, do you have any committees or boards or anything that, you know, I can be a member of? Are there things going on in the city that I should know about? And, you know, there was no, quote unquote, welcome committee, like what we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like there's some good committees and boards to be a part of to get more involved. And for me... Maybe this happens as you get older. I, I don't know, but I've taken a more uh, keen interest in what happens locally in government and things like that. You know, I, I think it's a responsibility to get involved, and especially where it pertains to community. Yeah. Community matters to me, so I want to take that. You know, I want to take that ball a little further down the road and see if I can get a little more involved, but also drum up more business because ultimately, that's the point. And I do feel a need to expand my network into areas that I'm just not familiar with. Like I've got a small business. My exposure to local business communities is relatively small, even though I do stuff with the small business development center. I'm not doing a ton of work with them. I do volunteer, but I'm not able to make most of their events that they have throughout the year. So I figure like this is a commitment that I can sign on with and connect with other like-minded businesses, maybe increase my own business um, referrals and possibly make an impact in local government that, that, in decisions that may impact businesses and just kind of see how that works. Cause I have an interest there now. That makes sense then. Yeah. So what, uh, what about yourself? Well, I looked into the chamber of commerce for my little town, which is <clears throat> South oh, Pasadena, South Pasadena. And it was, well, technically a hundred dollars, but there's this so-called $25 administrative fee, which to be fair, like there's paperwork handling that happens. But you could do it online. Well, but you don't know what their processes are. No, like, I don't. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's, there, there's stuff there. So yeah, so I checked that out, and they have an economic development committee, and a legislative committee, mm-hmm. and an events committee because they do a couple big events each year, and a welcome committee. That's nice. And they have three other companies listed under the category of web design, and I had to check them all out. 
I didn't. I didn't check that. I didn't see who else was on there. Right? You have a very dubious look on your face. Yeah. Well, so I looked at their three websites, and there was a lot of gratuitous use of parallax and bizarre video. I my favorite marketing tool is bizarre <laughs> video. <laughs> well, you just fit right in. Well, it. Look, I'm not going to say I know anything about video or what appeals to people. It just seems to me that if you have a video with like a random person's voice and it's not your voice and it doesn't, the video doesn't show anything about you, mm-hmm. it, it, it just seems kind of weird to me. How about a random video at the top of your homepage, full screen, of the gold line pulling through the South Pasadena train station, but... Shot handheld, so it's like. <laughs> Sounds pretty pretty legit to me. I started to feel kind of seasick. Well, that's the website that causes a strong reaction, and I'm told that you want to get an emotional response from your visitors. I didn't think about the physical response though. Yeah, I don't think nausea is it, but I think we're getting a little off track. <laughs> Oh, as we do, as we do. As we do, So yeah. it sounds like South Pasadena has some really great programs to join. Yes, the chamber seems to be very active. They do, like, art walks around the city a couple times a year. And they have a big, like, Taste of South Pasadena event. And um, so it, it seems really good. It's mostly restaurants. <laughs> but, you know, there's other businesses in there, too. Absolutely. So I think, I think it's great to find a place that, that is active. Their team is on top of getting new members and has, you know, an active events calendar. They have committees and boards that you can join. You know, Altadena has an, like an economic development board too. Those are, I, I feel like it's great to position yourself in, in places of responsibility because also, you know, the unintended consequence or side effect of that is when you put yourself in a position of, I, I don't want to say authority, but when you, when you take on responsibility, I think that shows people that you care. Mm-hmm. And it, it does, I think, raise your, your profile in, in the eyes of your peers and colleagues. And uh, it makes you a valuable resource, too, depending on what it is that you're yeah. doing. And, you know, being a useful, just being useful, <laughs> being, being a resource to people is, is a great way to get referral business. You definitely want to be the person someone calls when they have questions. That's right. I'm usually not that person. That's not true. I am that person. That's not true. I'm not that person. Okay, you can stop now. (laughs) (laughs) I got stuck in a loop. Do you have anything else to say about Chambers of Commerce? I think it's important to join one. I used to not be of that opinion. That said, I say this with the disclaimer that it has been probably like eight or nine years since I've been a member of my last one. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of soured on the overall experience of joining a chamber. I didn't really think that what I did was a good fit. Like I didn't feel like my business was a good fit for uh, chambers of, of commerce because my perception that I felt at the time was, oh, well, 
you know, the, the chamber is really more suited towards brick and mortar type businesses. And while I do think that that is still true today, I think that chambers have come a long way. I think that they, at least the ones, or, you know, the one that I talked to that, that I joined, they, they understand that internet based businesses are a big deal that they do, they they do contribute to the economy. It's important for them to have that resource, uh, not only to, to, you know, add diversity, like economic diversity to, to their membership, but also that's a resource for their members too. It's a great way to connect with other people in the chamber who have a specific need. So, and that's another thing that chambers are great with. If you thought about it and you're like on the fence, I would say do it. Like whether or not you're, you, you could just be a, not just, but you could be a podcaster and join your local chamber of commerce. You may feel like, oh, well, I'm a podcaster. I do courses. You know, this doesn't make any sense. It's not true. You have a ton of business sense that you can share with other people. And conversely, there's so much you can learn from other members and who, who, are there as well from other members of the chamber. You, you can get gain insights or access to people with very specific skill sets that can help you grow your business. So you don't have to be internet all the time. You can be analog in person <laughs> relationships matter. That's all I'm saying. They do matter. They do matter. I actually talked about that when I went to talk to the CSU long beach graduating student. Oh yeah. I heard you talk to, Doc, or is, he's not a doctor, but Professor Glenn Zuckman. You talked to his yeah. class at Cal State Long Beach. I did that I did. last year. Mm-hmm. I did that was last it last year. year or last semester? Oh, you know what? I think it was last semester. So you talked to the students this time I around. did. And how was it? It was nice. It was nice. It was, um, it was nice, too. We went to lunch first with some of the students. And... Got to chat with some of them, you know, in a more uh, intimate setting. No. Because in the once we were in the classroom for the presentations, there were seventy students in there, so it was a lot. So it was kind of nice. I had a lunch with maybe five students. No. And got to talk with them and what they were planning to do and all of that kind of stuff. So it was nice. Very cool. And so you got to have lunch with them. I believe when I did it, uh, when, when I spoke to his class, I, I spoke to his class very generally about just hustling and finding work and making yourself sustainable mm-hmm. uh, or competitive in the, in the marketplace, in the job market. So I talked about that, but also there were some student portfolios to review. Yes, yep, we did that. So how did all of that go? What did, first of all, what did you say to the class... <laughs> what what did you say to the class and then how did the reviews go? Well, one of the things that came up over lunch was a lot of the students were very stressed out that they were graduating and yeah. didn't have a job lined up and didn't even sometimes have a real plan or an idea of what they wanted to do for the rest of their lives. So I spoke about how that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like I graduated from college 20 years ago. I still don't know what I want to do. <laughs> I, I find that surprising though, because yeah. you do so much. 
I know, but it's all like dabbling. So I told them to just be that, open. I disagree with you. To new experiences and try different things and to go out and make connections. And I said they had no excuses because I was an extreme introvert. And if I could do it, they could too. Well, I, I would say, I will say here that since... Since the time that I've that I first met you, I feel like you've come out of your shell so much more uh, in in the time that we've known each other, and I think it's really great. And your your confidence in speaking in front of crowds, I think, has grown. Your your comfort in front of crowds has grown significantly because I you 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 know the total badass that you are. So yay, you have, you, you have no problem laying it down and letting people know. <laughs> Bam! I'm Natalie. Shut up. What? I don't say shut up. I'm just... That's a dramatization. On top of what I've just said, I think that it is surprising for me to hear you say, well, I don't know what I want to do because there's so many things that you've decisively done. You've written books. Uh-huh. Two of them. You you have products that you've put out there. Uh-huh. How many? Well, five. Five? That's yeah. it? Just five? That's it. Yeah. I mean, you you may still... It, but, I, but I think the thing that's important in one of the things that, that I see there is you, you maintain a certain level of curiosity and inquisitivity well, I definitely stay busy. about the world. Yeah. I mean, I'm not so. sitting around wondering, like, what should I do with my life? Like, I'm trying things all the yeah. time. And I think that's important. So I think that's important, too. Fine. Now maybe we should move on to next week's challenge. Maybe maybe we should move on because obviously we're in disagreement here and we're fighting. What do we disagree about? About how right I am. Huh? I'm right says what? I'm not falling for that. Okay. Well, let's talk about next week's challenge. It's a new year. It's a new year. New year, new you. No, no, no. New Year, same you. No. I'm trying very hard not to cuss. I'm trying my very hardest. You're breaking the rules of improv. (laughs) Look, stop antagonizing me. I'm a very sensitive person. Alex, you're not sensitive. That is incredibly hurtful and untrue. It's just not. I, I'm i the most sensitive person I know, and also the most humble. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about how humble you are. <laughs> I have a shirt that says I'm very humble. I'm sure you do. I, I do. You need a button that you can wear with anything instead of just one shirt. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. I think... That's going to be one of our first pieces of swag with at the Do Weekly podcast. Our second piece of swag, rather. It's going to say, I'm very humble. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Most humble or something. I'm very humble. There it is. That's my pen. All right. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Um, Okay. So next week's challenge is a simple one. If you like to read books. Who doesn't like to read books? There are people out there who don't prefer. Yeah, you're right. Because, like, they always publish those statistics 
on how many adults didn't read a single book in the past year. And it's always like more than 50%. And it makes me sad. Well, it's time to read a book. <laughs> it's time to read a book. So. Yeah, we need to reduce the number of adults who didn't read a book. And we're here in 2019. To, we're here to help you with that. Don't be one of the plus 50 percenters or 50 yeah. plus percenters. Yeah. To that end, we want you to read a book, a business, a business book. book, a business book of your choosing of your choosing. That said, Natalie, do you have any books that you're eyeballing? I do. I actually came across one, you know, in my small business Google alert. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I came across one several months ago and purchased it immediately. And it's been sitting on my Kindle ever since. And I haven't read it. Well, do you know what the name of the book is? Um, something like Fix Your Business in 90 Days. Fix your business in 90 days. I have a feeling that book might give us an idea. It might give us lots of challenges. Lots of challenges. Because <laughs> I have to tell you, like, most times we, we struggle mightily with, <laughs> with coming up with challenges. Some weeks it's really easy. That is true. Other weeks, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. But yeah, so um, it's this woman who's a small business coach. She wrote this book. I read a couple of quick reviews and blog posts on it, and it seemed really intriguing. Yeah. So uh, that will be my book that I will be reading for this challenge. I am going to read a book called Traction by Gabriel Weinberg. And it, it is basically about how startups can gain traction with their product or service. And it's not necessarily that I'm a startup, but I think it's important because I want to get into products. Right. And there, as you know, there's a product that I've, that's been on my mind. In your head. In my head. I've talked to you about it before and it's something that I would like to proceed with. And I'm probably going to take a very lean approach to it. And Traction is, is a book that discusses how to build traction, attention for your, for your startup, for your business, for your product. Nice. And it came as a recommendation from a friend of the pod named Jay Gibb over at Cloud Sponge. Nice. So I'm going to give that a read. In fact, I just added it to my cart and I'm going to purchase it. As we it. speak? As we speak. I know I'm being very rude. I'm on the phone. <laughs> you shouldn't be on your phone. I was complaining about this. Uh, it, anyway. It, I feel like maybe we can make a few recommendations for the listeners of good business books we've read in the past that we would recommend. Yeah. I would love that, personally. What is a book that you, a business book that you have read and loved? Um... I've said it a couple times on the podcast, uh, Profit First. That book has been huge for me. I read it uh, last year, or maybe a little, oh, maybe almost two years ago. And essentially what the book is, it, it's just a, a breakdown of a recommended method of setting up your your, um, not your accounting, but just setting up your bank accounts and allocating your income into different buckets, like say five different bank accounts, and then allocating that money 
based on certain percentages that are based on where your business revenue sits. So the idea is to make sure that you have cash on hand for, you know, for the big expenses, like taxes can be crippling mm-hmm. for businesses. I had a huge tax bill this year. Yes. Um, whereas before I might have spent through my profits and not known where they were, this year I was, I set them aside. Like I set aside my profit, like, you know, I gave myself profit first. I set it in a bucket and every quarter I've distributed or, you know, taken a distribution. Nice. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm paying myself those profits. I'm seeing those profits, dumping them right into my personal banking account, which feels great. Yeah. Um, nice. Having that money has helped me pay off some debts. Uh, I paid off a significant amount of debt this year. I, I'm basic. Well, I'm almost debt free. I'm almost debt free. I, I'll be out of debt completely with within, I would say six months. Nice. So, but I, I paid a significant chunk of money to get mostly out of debt, and then um, with my tax bill, I had money set aside for it. You know, I set aside like twenty percent of my revenue mm-hmm. for for taxes, which I think is a good idea anyway. Yeah. You, you should be doing that. But this really gives you visibility into how the money flows into your business and where you allocate it. So you have like just your income, you've got your operating expenses, you've got your um you've got your taxes, your profits, and then your payroll. Mm-hmm. And you allocate money into those buckets and it just makes things easier. It makes sense of all the money that comes in because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's hard stuff to track when, when you're a small shop uh, and there's no one else doing that for you. So it, it, it's helped me a ton and it, it's going to keep helping me. Like it, when I got that tax bill, I was just, <laughs> I, I could feel it. My, my stomach just dropped. Yeah. And it was like, this is such a huge bill. But I had the money to cover it. Yeah. I didn't like, want this to. This isn't enough money to buy a new car. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Like, what? Is, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that's what makes me want to go into having more vis- visibility into how government uh, legislation affects businesses. <laughs> It, 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 like it, when, when it's your when it when it's your business on the line when it's your money on the yeah. line it, it's it's a different story and I think it's a different perspective on taxes too when yeah. instead of it just being money you just never see in your paycheck it's a bill you actually have to pay yeah like even though it might be the same amount in the end it's a different mindset a different yeah. way that you think about it yeah so anyway profit first uh, <laughs> Michael Michalowicz nice yeah. That's that's the guy's name. So highly recommended. Uh, pick up the book. Okay. I, I I bought the book for a couple of my clients too. For for a holiday for, gift. For, for a holiday gift. Nice. Yes. What you got? Um, I think when I very first started freelancing, I read a book called The Unconventional Guide to Freelancing by Charlie Gilkey. Okay. And it might be out of print, but you might still be able to get it on unconventionalguides.com, but it was really good. And I, um, I remember he went through and he talked about how if you're a freelancer or you're just running like a solo business, 
you have to wear all these hats and you have to be the CEO and the COO and the CFO. And he went through and kind of broke down each role and what was involved in doing it and the kinds of things that you need to be paying attention to, which was really helpful because it was things that I wasn't doing at the time. And then he also had a way of prioritizing the tasks that you worked on. Yeah. So that anything that earned money was your top priority, which really just changed things around for me yeah. and how I was um, running my freelance business. So that that's a really good one. And then another one that I found really helpful is the personal MBA book. I forget the author's name, but it's the same guy who started that website, the personal MBA, um, which the whole idea behind that site is, you know, you could go spend $50,000 or whatever it is and go get an MBA, or you could read this list of books and basically have the same knowledge. Yeah. And he has a list on his website of about a hundred books. I think that like, here, just read these books and you'll know everything an MBA knows. And then that got so popular and gained so much traction that he ended up actually writing his own book called the personal MBA that kind of condenses all those 100 books down into one book. <laughs> Um, but it's a really helpful book to okay. read. It kind of, it's just a broad overview of businesses and how they work yeah. and the basic principles behind marketing and branding and accounting and like all of that kind of stuff. Just a, um, like big sweep over what goes into running a business. So something like that would be compelling to me because I, I do think that there's, I mean, obviously we don't know everything. And I do feel like running a business is not like it, business management is not in my wheelhouse mm -hmm. like that. I would say that, you know, I manage my business. Okay. Like it's not tanking, but that I don't think is a good enough measure of success. And, you know, I, I don't have all the tools that I would like to have. I don't know what I don't know. Right. Of course. So, uh, yeah, I, I would like to not spend $50,000. <laughs> uh, to get an MBA. Yeah, just to get an MBA. So, uh, I think... Well, the discouraging thing about an MBA, too, is that you often just learn how to be a middle manager in a big corporate company, and you don't yeah. learn how to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And and that's what this is all about, right? Like, yeah. how, to, how to be an entrepreneur, how to live that dot-com lifestyle, or, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know why I always say that, but I do think it's important to, to be an entrepreneur or to understand how to be one. Like it, it it's so much more than just saying, yeah, I'm going to work for myself now. There's so, oh, yeah. there's so much to there's it. There's so much. Yeah. So having a resource or a book I think is pretty fabulous. Yeah. So those are, those are two that I would recommend. Okay. Well, um, and you recommend Profit First, but well, if I, any of our listeners have an awesome business book they've read, we'd love to hear about it. We would love to hear about it. <laughs> you could tweet us or email us or, or hit us where, up on Instagram. Well, where, but where? Like, where are they going to send us information? Where? All right. We're at Do Weekly Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or they can email us. You can get our contact information on our website, doweeklypodcast.com. Yeah. Now, but what if you wanted to, say, download this podcast? Well, again, at the website, you can get all of our past episodes along with show notes. And you can subscribe to the podcast 
anywhere you get podcasts. Anywhere, anywhere that like you get podcasts. Like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Pocketcast, all the casts. Yeah. It's there. It's there. It's there. Guaranteed. Or your money back. It's free. Yeah. Sure. I'll give you zero dollars back. Yeah, I'll give you zero I'll give you zero dollars back. back right now. Thank you. Here, I'll take it. Here you go. Yeah, thanks. That looks like a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> so in this new year, folks, we want to know what you're doing with the challenges. We want to know how you're getting along because I've seen a couple of you at some events. Natalie's seen some of you at some events. We hear from a few of you folks who say, hey, keep up the good work on the podcast, or hey, this is helping me. Please let us know. Please. Because you don't want me sitting here crying. Um, Alex, don't cry. I'm an ugly crier. Oh, wow, you really are. I am. Please stop it, folks. Stop the insanity. (laughs) And let us know uh, how we're doing. (laughs) And let us know what business books we should read. That would be nice. It would be nice. I love a good business book. We could start a inspirational. We could do a do weekly book club. We could. But we're not gonna. Not if we don't hear from you. Mabel wants to be in the do weekly book club. That podcast is evil. Podcasts are getting restless. Oh, boy. I think we should do a business children's book. A business book in the style of a children's book. Wait, is the audience children or adults? Adults. But it's written like like the book Go, to, Go the F to Sleep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're trying, we're trying not to execrate in this. Alex, I'm not the one who execrates. That's a good point. Anyway, for the Do Weekly Podcast, I'm Alex Vasquez. I'm Natalie Macleese. And we want to remind you to keep it doable, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you.